happening? A good Friday to all of you. Thanks for joining us as always. It is much appreciated. A victory Friday here on the Nick Cattle Show. Patriots win 21-18 last night against the Pittsburgh Steelers at Pittsburgh. And this means the Patriots are now 8-1 and one against the Steelers in their last nine games. Bill Belichick has had their number. Good for the players and coaching staff. That's the first thing I'll say, okay? You had a brutal offensive game against the Chargers at home last weekend. You're 2-10. You're working on a short week. You're on the road. Pittsburgh coming off of a terrible loss against Arizona. And here the Patriots were on a Thursday night competing, playing hard, caring. And players and coaches, look, I understand a lot of fans want the Patriots to tank. I understand a lot of Patriots fans want a top two pick. But this team, this team works hard. They play hard. They're coaching hard. Ezekiel Elliott last night played 52 of the 57 freaking snaps in that game. 52 snaps for Zeke in December. David Andrews, a guy who's doing the walk to the podium after every single loss, having to deal with that. I love seeing him get a win. Christian Barmore, who's been great the last month and a half, two months, he gets a win. Jabril Peppers, who's been fantastic with the big pick last night. So I feel happy for the players and the coaches. I do. Those guys are grinding. They're playing hard. They're competing. You look at some of the Steelers last night. I mean, Pickens looks like he doesn't care. Deontay Johnson going back a week or two ago literally doesn't care. And you look at the Patriots and you compare that. I mean, the Steelers are in the playoff hunt. The Patriots season is pretty much over. And one team was competing hard for every single solitary yard last night while the other was kind of just waltzing on through. And I think that says a lot about this team, the professionalism of the guys last night to be out there and playing the way they played. Good for them. Good on them. All right, let's get to uh, Bailey Zappi's night. Don't forget to like. Give us that thumbs up. More thumbs means more eyeballs. Don't forget to comment. Throw your comments in. I see them rolling in. I will get to your comments when I can, but keep throwing those comments in there in the chat, and we'll talk about those. And don't forget to subscribe. All right, let's get to Bailey Zappi. Zappi had a tale of two halves. He had an out-of-body experience in the first half. I don't know if we will ever see Bailey Zappi play as well as he played in the first half ever again. I just don't know. I mean, 14 of 21 for a buck 96 and three touchdowns. He was plus 11 on points over expected. I mean, first half Zappi was unbelievable to watch. It was fun. It was offense. It was a quarterback playing good quarterback. Kind of something we haven't seen in a while, right? First half Zappi climbing the pocket, scrambling on third down, hitting Juju downfield after changing the play at the line of scrimmage. That great touchdown throw to Hunter Henry. You want to talk about a dime? That was a fantastic throw on the touchdown to Hunter Henry. First half Zappy was impressive, man, especially when you consider no Ramondre Stevenson, no Pop Douglas, no Devontae Parker. The over-under in this game was, what, 30? And they hit the over by halftime. Sorry for you betters out there. But that's an impressive start, especially given the circumstances. I thought Zappy was very good in that first half. And it was a bizarro first half. I didn't know what I was watching. Did you know what you were watching? I felt like I was living in an alternate universe. Ty Montgomery's making a catch for a first down. Tyquan Thornton is diving and making a fingertip catch. Juju Smith-Schuster has 82 yards in the first half. Everything was just weird. That was a bizarro world first half. 
but good on those guys. Then the second half happened, and I thought Zappi got hit early. There was a little bit of pressure on him early in the half, and he got slightly antsy. Now, he wasn't panicked. He didn't look like broken Mac looking around and just a, a jitterbug, but I did think that Zappi got a little bit antsy in the second half. And the offensive line did not play as well in the second half as they did in the first half. And as we've talked about, I said it with Mac. I'll say it with Zappi. I'll say it with any quarterback. That offensive play, offensive line play, will affect quarterback play. I thought the interception that he threw was a forced job to Juju. He had Zeke on a check down. He had Hunter Henry over the top. He might have even had Mike Gesicki in the flat. But he tried to force it into Juju and throws a bad pick. And then on the very next drive, He leaves the pocket, extends the play, and throws another pass that should have been picked number two. He should have had back-to-back interceptions in that second half. So Zappi kind of lost himself in that second half. First half, 14 of 21, 196, and three touchdowns. Second half, five for seven, 44 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. Very different quarterback play from half to half. And I think when we watch this game in the second half, if you watch it over, it's pretty obvious that Bill O'Brien and Bill Belichick did not have much trust in Zappi late in this game. As soon as they saw the interception, as soon as they saw the almost interception on the sidelines, they pulled it back a little bit. We saw lots of Ezekiel Elliott running the football late in the fourth quarter. On the penultimate drive, it's a third and two. And instead of putting it in the quarterback's hands, they decide to run Zeke. So O'Brien and Belichick did not have the trust in Bailey Zappi in the second half of this football game. They didn't have the trust in him in the fourth quarter. Now, some people are already going too far after last night's win. We're going to get to that. Don't forget to give us that thumbs up, like, and also comment, subscribe, do all of those things for us. We would very, very, very much appreciate that. More eyeballs with more likes. If you're watching on Twitter, give us a like. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a like. We enjoy those kinds of things, right? Let's look at what uh, Emmergeddon says. I wanted the game to be fun, but I don't want to win, LOL. Just goes to show if we get a lead, our defense is legit, and it spoiled the loss. Uh, I would say that you know the, the, the win last night did not necessarily impact the draft position, right? You're still sitting there second in the draft, so it, it's, it's not a terrible situation to win that football game. It's really not. The Grizz, 15, says Zappi had a good half against the defense, missing the two defensive players we talked about all week being a problem. Well, Watt was out there. Uh, They did lose. They did lose high. He was done. Uh, But Watt did play. Watt did play. Sports Unlimited jumps in. Everybody needs to relax. Zappi won decent against a banged-up Steelers defense, threw a pick, should have been another one, got a lot of calls to go his way. He better get Zeke a Christmas present. I thought Zeke was tremendous last night. All right, so let's get into some of what Sports Unlimited just mentioned. I thought some people got a little overboard with their Zappy talk last night. Few things here, because I want to give Zappy the credit he deserves. He absolutely brought a different energy to this team. He brought a different energy to the offense. There's no denying that. They had a little bit more juice in both of his starts. There's no denying that. There's no denying that Zappy is better than a broken Mac Jones. He is playing the quarterback position better than Mac Jones had played it in in the last several weeks before Zappi took over. There's no denying that. But some of this stuff, right? What if he took over earlier? Some of these things that were being said last night, it would be a great story. It would be a great story 
if Bailey Zappi proves the football world wrong, we all love a Cinderella. We all love the story of the little engine that could. I'm trying to be the little engine that could with this show that you're watching and listening to right now. I'm a one-man band, right? Going against corporate people and corporate companies that are that are trying to, you know, have all-day sports talk. It's it's very tough. They do a good job. Some do a great job. I'm the little man that's trying to get it done, right? Everybody loves a Cinderella story. Tom Brady, his story was made even better because he was a sixth-round pick. Brock Purdy right now is a tremendous story in the NFL. If Bailey Zappi proves the world wrong, it's a great story, and the Patriots have their quarterback. I'm all for that. However, I do think we've got to pump the brakes. And I understand there's Mac fatigue, and there's going to be Mac fatigue. Mac was tough to watch at the end. His sideline reactions were difficult to witness. Some of the things that you know he did on the sidelines, his press conferences after games were pretty bleh. And I understand Zappi getting fired up on the field. That's fun to watch. And a guy who looks like a very competent quarterback in that first half, that's fun to watch. And I understand the comparison between Zappi and Mac, and people were just tired of Mac. So inevitably and naturally, people are going to, I believe, get hyperbolic about Zappi and what he does because Mac was so bad, so broken, and people were so tired of him. But it doesn't mean we need to be smoking the hopium like I saw last night from some people after a couple of games. There was a little bit too much said, too fast on television. Could Zappy be the bridge guy? Does this change the evaluation of other players like Juju Smith-Schuster and Hunter Henry? Pump the brakes. As Aaron Rodgers once said, R-E-L-A-X, relax. Everybody relax a little bit here. Don't need to go crazy and rip your pants off and run around and do cartwheels over a good half of football. We have lots of time to evaluate this player. The fact is, Bailey Zappi's played four halves this year of football. One was good, the second half against the Chargers. One was, I would say, borderline excellent last night in the first half. And then the other two halves that he played were bad. You could say terrible. The first half against the Chargers, he was terrible. In the second half last night, he was not good at all. Let's get to last night's reality. And again, I just gave Zappi his flowers for a very good first half. But people are going too far. They're going too far with the Zappi compliments and too far with what this offense did last night. Let's look at the reality. This is not opinion. This is me giving you the facts of last night. The first drive of the game is a 75-yard touchdown drive. It was a great drive. It's also a scripted drive. The Patriots knew that the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to be very aggressive last night to start that game, and Pittsburgh was. They had 10 guys within eight yards of the line of scrimmage, and Bill O'Brien, Bailey Zappi, they took advantage of that intelligently. They attacked the linebackers. They used Zeke in the passing game. So the first drive was fantastic. It's a scripted drive, and it went perfect. The script went perfectly for the Patriots. 75-yard touchdown drive. Remember what happened on the second drive? Two yards and a punt. Third drive, 28 yards and a punt. Then the Patriots defense, Jabril Peppers, right? Great job of fooling Mitchell Trubisky. You had pressure on one side, dropping on the opposite side, on the left side. Duggar gets some pressure, and you have Peppers with the pick. So the Patriots score a touchdown on that fourth drive. It was 11 yards. 
an 11-yard touchdown drive, I'm not going to sit there and go crazy over, okay? Fifth drive of the game, six yards and a punt. Then they had another good drive, 59-yard touchdown drive, legitimate good drive by Bailey Zappi in the offense. Their final drive of the first half was 28 yards and a punt. So when you look at the first half, scripted drive, fantastic stuff, 75 yards, touchdown. Back-to-back punts, big turnover, short field, 11-yard touchdown, good stuff. Fifth drive, three and out, punt. Sixth drive, good drive, second-best drive of the game, 59-yard touchdown, fantastic. 59-yard touchdown drive, good stuff. Seventh drive, less than 30 yards in a punt, okay? That's the first half. And then the second half, the wheels fell off. And I don't think we're paying enough attention to the second half. And it's not to sit there, and it's not to crap on the players or crap on, you know, pundits or any of that. I'm just giving you the reality of the situation. In the second half, we saw the same old Patriots. In the second half, we saw the same old Patriots offense. In the second half, we saw the same old Patriots special teams. Do you realize what this team did in the second half? First drive, 11 yards, punt, three and out. Second drive, interception on the throw to Juju. Third drive, three and out, punt. Near interception on the sideline. Fourth drive, 20 yards and a punt. Fifth drive, three and out and a punt. Sixth drive, three and out and a punt. That was their that was their offense in the second half. Their offense in the second half was punt, interception, punt after near interception, punt, punt, punt. Th- that's what their offense was. In the second half, they stunk offensively. Four of the six drives in the second half were three and outs. I'm going to quiz you. I'm going to quiz you. How many total yards do you think the Patriots had in the second half? Throw it in the comment section right now. I won't get to it just yet. Throw your comments into the comment section. Guess how many total yards the Patriots had in that second half offensively. Throw your guess in there right now, and I'll put them up. How many yards do you think the Patriots had in the second half? While you throw it in there and give us your thoughts, I will tell you that the Patriots last night were 4 for 13 on third down. Four for 13 on third down. Again, second half was punt, interception, punt, 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 punt. The bar is so spectacularly low that when you play the first half as well as they played, it's like the second half didn't exist. Cisco guesses 32 yards. Okay, 32 yards. No, it wasn't 32 yards. The Patriots in the second half had a total of 57 yards. 57 yards of total offense in the second half. KJ buys one of my buddies. That's the Grizz. It moved on me. Here's KJ buys two drops on third in the second. Here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to play the drop game. Okay. Because people would get all over me when I talked about max games where he had an opportunity to win if, if his receivers caught the football. If, if you didn't sit there and say that for Mac and defend Mac and say, look at the drops, right? The Kendrick Bourne drop against the Eagles. The Kayshawn Booty not getting his feet inbounds. The Juju Smith-Schuster drop against the Commanders. The Devontae Parker drop against the Raiders. So if you weren't willing to defend Mac on those, I don't want you sitting here defending Bailey Zappi on, on the drops. They had 57 total yards of offense in the second half. 
So that's what it was. I'm not telling you Bailey Zappi can't be a quarterback in the NFL. But what I'm not going to do is sit here and tell you that Bailey Zappi is going to be a starting quarterback off of the four halves that we've seen him play. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he can be a bridge guy next year off the four halves of football we've seen him play. Again, he was good in the second half against the Chargers. He was really good in the first half last night. First half against the Chargers, he was terrible. And in the second half last night, he wasn't good. So too good, too bad. I don't know how anybody can look at this and come to some some kind of grand conclusion that Bailey Zappi is the guy or we should reevaluate all of our thoughts. All I'm saying is pump the brakes. That's my main point here. We don't have to get bananas. We really don't. Would things have been different? Look, the offensive line was terrible to begin the season in the first six or seven weeks. It doesn't matter, you know, who was the quarterback of this team the first seven weeks. They would have been demolished because the O-line sucked. Let's not forget, you know, Mac played well in the first three weeks. Yes, it fell off a cliff, and he's now broken. But I, I don't think we need to, like, you know, Monday morning quarterback this thing off the Bailey Zappi two good halves of football. And the Patriots needed to answer the question about Mac Jones's fifth-year option. That was the most... Pivotal question to answer this season was what to expect from from Mac and and would he be, you know, worthwhile of picking up that fifth year option? So I just I think everybody's got to relax a little bit. At least that's me, and I know that's not the popular thing. Again, I, I say Boston sports talk done different. It's because of this. I don't jump to any crazy conclusions after four halves of football. I mean, we could look at the Zappy offense. And they've been held scoreless in three of the four halves that he has played. They didn't score a single point against the Chargers, failed to get inside the 20-yard line against L.A., one of the worst defenses in football. And then in the second half last night, he was the quarterback of a team that had 57 total yards. Those are facts, not even my opinion. I'm just telling you what he's done. It's as simple as that. Jimmy B. Card says we're going to get a couple of dumb wins and miss out on a top pick. I wouldn't go that far just yet. Again, last night, first half, good. Second half, we saw the same old Patriots. And let's not forget, the Steelers just lost to the Cardinals. The Steelers aren't a very good football team, and Mitchell Trubisky sucks royally. We can't forget about that. Michael Garrison almost nailed the uh, yards, by the way, 59 yards. Unless he's telling me it was 59. I had 57 on the sheet. 57, 59, we'll split the difference. It's called 58. <laughs> uh, Mason Daly says uh, he agrees that Zappy might have some potential, but it is exceptionally limited. Looks like he could be a spot starter in the league. Again, we'll wait. I said the same stuff when I was working in Sacramento last year about Brock Purdy. I wasn't going to jump to any crazy conclusions. All right, time to give this defense some love, shall we? We'll get to that in a minute. Don't forget, thumbs up, comments. If you're watching on YouTube, give us that thumbs up. It takes a second of your time, and it means an awful lot to this program as we try to grow this community. If you haven't subscribed yet, jump on in the pool. The water is warm. I would appreciate that. And don't forget to continue to throw your comments in there. You guys are very busy in the comments section today, and I absolutely love interacting with all of you. So don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. If you're watching on Twitter, also like it as well. All right, so 
The defense was really good. Really, really good. Eight of the 18 points they gave up, we have to remember, was off a blocked punt. 26-yard drive for the Steelers' offense. Other than that, the Patriots' defense, again, showed up and, and played really well. Pittsburgh had less than three yards of carry. I think we can say that this Patriots' defense is very difficult to run against. How about Anthony Jennings? Let's give some love to Anthony Jennings, huh? Anthony Jennings had not one, not two, not three, but a Ric Flair, woo, four run stuffs in that game last night. Jennings has been a revelation. Matthew Judon gets injured, and Jennings gets an opportunity, and he's played great against the run. Jabril Peppers, probably my favorite player on this team this year, comes up with the pick off of the Kyle Duggar pressure. Love to see Peppers make that play. They had big stops. Patriots defense had some big stops in this game. Fourth down stop after the interception. Mac Wilson made a great play. Mac Wilson made a great play on that tackle. Fantastic stuff from him. I think Mac Wilson's been better than people realize. He's had a pretty good season, given the limited opportunities he's had from time to time. He had a third and two, a fourth and two late in the fourth quarter. Patriots came up with stops on those plays. So shout out to the Patriots defense. They continue to play well. Gerard Mayo, Steve Belichick, they have their players competing. They have their players prepared. And this defense is fun. It is fun. With that said, what in the blue hell were the Steelers doing last night? People have criticized Bill O'Brien. That play calling last night from the Steelers, holy crap, was it terrible. Did you like the first and goal tight end pass that was almost a pick? What are you doing? What in, what in the world are you doing with that? That stunk out loud. And then how about late in the game? You're just over the two-minute mark. You have the two-minute warning coming up. You have a third and two. You're around midfield. You know for a fact you're going to go for it on fourth down if you don't get it on third down. Would you not run the football on third and two there? Run the football. It's two-down territory. You have Mitchell Trubisky. Run the football. Get to the two-minute warning. Huddle up on the sidelines. And if you need a fourth down play, you can discuss it then. Not even to mention the Steelers blowing a timeout earlier in the second half on another fourth down decision. What the hell were they doing? That was a terrible play call. I have no idea how they did not run the football on that third and two before the two-minute warning. That was brutal. And then on fourth and two, you take a shot downfield, a low percentage shot downfield to, I think, Deontay Johnson. The play calling sucked last night from the Steelers. The final play of the game, you throw the football into the middle of the field. I mean, this is just like logical stuff, football 101. Mitchell Trubisky still isn't good breaking news. He runs backwards every time there's pressure. That's not a good idea. He made several risky throws. I mean, we, we should know everything about this Steelers offense when Bill Belichick declined a penalty, which set up a third and five. Belichick in the first half looked across the field and said, I don't think you guys can get five yards with this quarterback. And guess what? He was right. So the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, the play calling, I know they fired Canada, but my goodness, was that brutal. That was absolutely brutal. 
Ed says, no OC. I get it, man. You got an offensive staff, though. I mean, I, I'm not an offensive coordinator. You're not an offensive coordinator. Third and two, right before the two-minute warning, two-down territory, Trubisky, your quarterback, everybody knows you should run the football in that spot. I mean, it's not like I'm looking for some highly qualified OC. The Patriots still had some, you know, bad Patriots moments, and that's why I, I wouldn't necessarily freak out about draft position right now. You know, I, I think there are people in the chat I'm trying to find some of them, but saying, oh, you know, losing that top pick, here it is. I don't know why everyone is so into getting a top two draft pick. That's that side of it. Why are you why are you looking for a top two pick? And I think need a name nails it here, says possible top quarterback. And we've paid a lot of attention. We talked about this on yesterday's podcast. We've paid a lot of attention to Drake May and Caleb Williams, but we should know there are other really good quarterbacks in this draft that could be franchise guys that are likely going to go in the first round. And the first name that jumps out at me is Jaden Daniels. So not all is lost. If you have a top five pick, not all is lost. And again, I wouldn't go crazy over one good half of offense last night, especially given what we saw in the second half. So let everybody relax. You've got the Chiefs, and then you're playing at Denver, and then you're playing at Buffalo. So I, I think, again, let's take a deep breath. I know we're into this world of overreacting to every game. Take a deep breath. Some of the Patriots' bad moments. If you want a top pick, this will give you I think some confidence that you're still going to get a top three pick or so the interception, the interception was bad. The near interception was bad. Special teams continues to stink. What in the world? The touchbacks from your punter. Awful. The schooler penalty, stupid, a blocked punt. Terrible. You had the offsides where, where the officials completely hosed the Steelers. That, that, that was not a false start. It was a clear offsides. You could tell by how, you know, Tavai reacted, the Patriots reacted, the Steelers reacted. Everybody on that field, everybody on the sidelines thought that that was an offsides penalty because it was an offsides penalty. That is a blown call by terrible NFL officiating, something that we see almost every single week. You had zero points in the second half. I don't know if anybody's going to mention that, but you had zero points in the second half. You had 57 total yards in the second half. Your offensive line in the second half proved that they still don't understand how to block stunts from the defensive line. This O-line all year long has been fooled by stunts. I don't get it. The run game wasn't good. Zeke averaged three yards a carry. They were hard yards. They were hard yards for Zeke, but he still averaged only three yards a carry. I also did not understand Bill Belichick's decision to punt on fourth and a half yard. I get the old school thought, punt the ball, create a long field for Trubisky and the Steelers. You're up by a field goal. If you don't get the first down there, the Steelers have to drive like 20 yards and they can kick a field goal. I get it, but it's 2023. You're two and 10. You had no momentum at that point, And you're looking at fourth and a half a yard and you decide to punt the football. Ben Bop Baldwin on Twitter slash X. If the Patriots went for that fourth down last night, the win percentage would have been 63%. By punting the football, the win percentage was 
Bill Belichick gave his team less of a chance to win by punting that football. And again, it's what we see from Belichick and the coaching staff. Very conservative approach. Belichick has been one of the most conservative coaches in football since 2012. I've done a podcast on that way at the beginning of this show's tenure. You can go back and listen to it. Belichick has been one of the most conservative coaches since 2012, even when he had the GOAT at quarterback. And he continues to coach that way. It drives me crazy. Drives me nuts. The good news, Patriots remain in the second spot in the draft. Arizona has a bye week, strength of schedule. So even though the Patriots won last night, they are still set to be number two in the draft come April, which is good news. You won a football game, you feel good for the players and the coaches, and you did not lose any leverage you have the remainder of the year for that pick. So that's the good news. You're still there at the number two spot. And I think if you're in the top five, again, you got Jaden Daniels, you've got Drake May, you've got Caleb Williams if you want to go quarterback. I know Marvin Harrison Jr. came out and said that he's unsure about the NFL draft. I think he's going to go into the NFL draft. You've got some premier franchise offensive tackles. So you're, you're still in a really good spot. So what I would say is enjoy the win last night as a fan. Obviously, there have not been many of them. I don't think that last night tells us this team is going to go on some epic run to finish the season. Maybe they will. But enjoy the win last night. It did not impact your draft spot. The players and coaches played hard. They actually care. They're competing, which is great to see. One more note here. Kraft and Belichick on college game day tomorrow for the Army-Navy game. I hope, I hope that the ESPN crew asks Kraft and Belichick the pertinent questions. Belichick's future, the approach, the GM stuff. If I see a bunch of softballs tomorrow on college game day, I am going to be irritated. But I'm not irritated today. Win last night. I'm going to go see WWE SmackDown and Providence tonight. Should be fun. Everybody enjoy your Friday. Everybody enjoy your Friday night and your weekend. Uh, if there's breaking news, we'll break it here. Enjoy the weekend. We're back on Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern live here on YouTube. Thanks for joining us. Like, comment, and subscribe. It's the Nick Cattle Show.